Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Recorded live. Good morning and welcome to Mrs. Cardiology Heart Tips, Not Tricks, where Shanita paid it, Mrs. Cardiology herself, uh, having been a caregiver, had been a caregiver for an 84-year young mother and an adult handicapped child and also taking care of her father who had congestive heart failure, uh, wishes she knew now what she knew then what she knows now. Uh, about all that, and she shares the knowledge that she's gained from her quote-unquote fireside chats uh, with her cardiologist husband, Dr. Sandosh Pandit, who is in private practice cardiologist in the North Hills of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And uh, we hope you're all healthy, but today she's here to tell you about a really cool website and app to help keep your family healthy, and it's called Sick Weather. Here she is now herself. This is cardiology, Sanita Pandit. Hey, Joanne. Good morning. How are you today? I am blessed and highly favored. How about you? Same. Ditto. Excellent. That's great. So now I'll get that out of the way. We hope all the audience is doing the same. Is doing the same. Absolutely. <laughs> they are blessed Absolutely. and highly favored also. We're, um, we're on today with a uh, special program and uh, we've all experienced this in our in our lives of wondering when is that cold going to go away why do I have to have a cold in the summer and someone decided that we need to be warned if we're going to get exposed to possible colds you know I first found out about this site Sanita when my grandson was in um in um, upper uh, grade, grades of uh, elementary school, just before going into high school, it's heard about it around the news. that long, and you're just now sharing it with the world. <laughs> ah, well, it just never dawned on me that we should talk about it on Mrs. Cardiology. <laughs> well, we're, we're, when you think about my mantra, which is to reduce stress on everybody. We get stressed out in multiple different ways. I mean, to give you uh, a really off-the-wall example, my mother just shared with me, she was all upset and excited because we've discussed in the past about possibly retiring and moving back to India. And as our audience knows, we have a handicapped son, so that's a major challenge in itself to live here. But to consider going to India with him for a permanent situation, no. It's not a challenge that I wish to face. So she came over running over saying, do you know the life expectancy of people in your hometown has gone down by three years because of the air pollution? How could you live there? Mother, I'm not moving to India. Don't worry. <laughs> it's like she's getting stressed out over news that you listen to about weather pollution causing your life expectancy to go down. So my mantra is leave the news alone. Learn to concentrate on the good stuff. And avoid areas that you don't need to go into. If you don't have to go there, don't go there. The better 
you are proactive in preventing problems, the better your life is going to be. Do you agree? Well, yes, what I'm thinking. Like, you know, for instance, for, for me, I've been traveling a lot, speaking and going to conferences and things. And, you know, um, it's good to know that if you get off that plane in San Diego, that they got the flu virus going around. Because guess what? You're probably going to get back on that plane with uh, me, myself, having a weakened immune system, supposedly, uh, I would I would wear a mask on that plane because people are coming from there. Uh, the other thing is uh, um, you're going to wash your hands more. Uh, you're going to be more careful what you're touching and where you're eating and things like that. So there's ways to protect yourself. It's not like, not like we're borrowing challenges just being consumed travelers and, cons- and uh, you know uh, informed travelers and informed citizens. You have to be informed. I, it, it's, it, would you agree with me with this statement that you can't live under a rock anymore? No. I mean, if you think you're going to live under a rock, you're in major duty. The reason is that there's so much stuff going on out there that you need to be aware of that affects you directly. And the more you're aware of it, the more you can actually proactively do something about it. We're just a little of stories today, but there's a story I have to share with, um, as far as this app is concerned, why we want you to be proactive is to prevent your illness, and when you get sick, productivity goes down, whether you're a full-time paying um, job-oriented person or not, even if you're a stay-at-home, quote-unquote, you're a wife, you're at home, engineer, you know, you're at home, your functionality, your productivity goes out the wazoo if you do not stay healthy. So it's, isn't it better to know ahead of time and be prepared, would you say? It's like I told my kid when he was little. I was trying to incentivize him. And I said, you know, there's three kinds of people in the world. There are those people that ride the wave. There are those people that watch people riding the wave. And there are those people that get hit by the wave. Which one would you like to be? <laughs> I said, Joanne, you ride the wave all the time. Absolutely. <laughs> ride the ride the wave, straddle the fence, you know, approach the fucking bronco. The fence. <laughs> it's just watching people riding the wave is, is what a lot of people end up doing. And then there are those that just don't know anything about anything or don't know what they don't know and get hit by the wave. You know, my mother used to say, God helps those who help themselves. Yes. And God has provided these wonderful scientific minds and programmers to put together all this amazing technology. Why would you not use the sick with sick weather? It's a community illness tracker. Exactly. Joanne, continue for me. I'm going to go put you on hold for one second. It's a real-time sickness map, actually. Um, sick, we- sick weather, Joanne, Sunita had to go away for a minute is an online social health network and sickness and forecasting and mapping. Just like Doppler radar scans the skies for indicators of bad weather, well, sick weather scans social networkers for indicators of illness, allowing you to check for the chance of sickness as easily as you can check for the chance of rain. How cool is that? That is awesome. I mean, I sit here looking at all these different apps that are sitting on my phone that are useless sometimes because <laughs> sometimes they don't work right. 
And here's one that's going to help me get per- to actively be in a preventative mode. And, you know, how many times do you go to your doctor and you got a little bug and uh, you're not sure, do I have strep throat, do I have this, do I have that, should I go to the doctor, and the nurse or the receptionist says to you, well, that's going around. And but you stand there you, saying, you, what do you mean it's going around? Why don't I know about this? Yeah, you could be informed if you have this sick weather. You can get the alert sent to your email or you can actually download, which I do, and I only recently found out about the app and that's why I decided that that's the reason, I say, in my defense. When I found out about the app, I said, ah, if people listen to podcasts, they're going to love this app. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. But anyway, um, we need to tell people how to get there or how to get there. And this is all about social, a, useful, a useful use for social media. Useful use. For, are you trying to create a tongue twister this morning? A useful use for social media. A practical use for social media. You know, thousands of people are putting this stuff online saying, oh, I got this morning, I'm feeling like crap, I got bronchitis, I got this, I got that. My son has the chicken pox, whatever. And, and, and when they call that stuff from social media and track it, you know, Facebook knows everything about you anyway. Um, so they're able to pull all this stuff off there and figure out where all these things are happening. Yeah, you know how they figure it out? Mm. Because on Facebook they can figure out where you're from. Mm-hmm. All that information that you put in at the beginning in your profile. If you don't want to be found, you can still use Facebook, but you can't put in the information. That's all. You can sit there incognito, and then nobody wants to friend you because they don't know who you are. Exactly. So there's advantages to sharing information and sometimes there's disadvantages, but if you go in through life believing everything's going to be fine, you're going to be having a very good life because it's a good day all the time, every day, then you'll be fine. Now, people, I understand, can file direct reports on here also, and then I'll have to just worry about social media. You yes. know something yes, going on. Yes, that's what the information said, that you can just file a direct report to them about what it is that um, you're suffering from, which, which is, is really cool. nice because then you don't have to wait around for, I mean, you don't have to wonder whether you're being able to contribute or not. Now, as far as trends or outbreaks, how do they figure out how to put this on the map? Um, they're looking at to, um, they actually can tell you, but if you zoom in on the, in the app, you can actually see at the street level who's got, <laughs> that's because your address is in there. Um, they're going to tell you at this, you're on the street and there's a sick person here uh, that they've discovered. So unless somebody reported it. and Well, it's a, it, they, 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 they map trends, so outbreaks and things right. like that yeah, can that, be zoomed in true. as far as streets. I can't believe that. I didn't even know that one. I don't have mine well, zoomed the, in. The, the, um, the I just have mine map. for the West End of Pittsburgh, Craft and Ingram, you know. Right, Marlon. And I have a feeling that as as um, we get more people more worried about the Zika virus, uh, this is going to become a popular thing and trend to find. If I don't know, does it, do you remember? Do they track viruses or is it just coughs and colds? Oh no, there are nineteen things. The right, Zika, I don't remember if that was Zika, the... flu, chicken pots, allergies, hay fever. There's nineteen, about nineteen or twenty things they track. 
it says users can see up to 23 different symptoms and illnesses on a map, which are grouped into four categories. Respiratory, gastrointestinal, which means your belly, environment, and childhood. If you're passing through a sick zone, the app user can swipe the notification to view the illness report and see their proximity to the area. I mean, the map, the example that I'm looking at is interesting. It just shows a little sick symbol all over the place. Yeah, right. Go so to at any time, obviously, people are going to be sick at the same time. So now you know where all the sick people are. Yeah, and, and you got, if you're getting into places like D.C. or Boston or Chicago, um, the the developer of this app says they're Contagion Alley. Contagion Alley. <laughs> because things develop so quickly. And and what's interesting is that they're they're processing six million reports of illnesses each month. How many? Featured on six million. Six million reports of illnesses each month. I mean, let's put it in perspective. The United States has a population of 350 million people, 350 to 400 million, depending on who who's counting on what day. Now, what that means is that at any one time, you know, people are sick. But there's only so many people reporting on Facebook. And or Twitter or, or wherever. Or Google Plus or any of those so things. So yeah. you're getting still a small snippet of what's going on out there. But it's better to know even that small snippet than not know about it at all. So our friend Joanne Forrester, who gives the morning report every day, if she gets up with the sniffles or her allergies bother her or if she has an upset tummy or thinks she has the influenza and she reports it on Facebook, she's really doing a public service. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're listening, you know, Joanne. You know, it 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 sort of in a way is a public service because then I'm going to stay away from her. <laughs> I'll talk to her on the phone, but if she's got something that's contained. We'll drop soup off on her doorstep. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you can help your friends and neighbors. If you find out they're sick, you can let them, you know, help them out that way. Well, the app is really cool because if you if you the app is geolocation, so you can you'll get a notification just like the weather, uh, flood watch in this area. You're moving into a flood watch area. You get those little those those, those weather apps, you know. Uh, this one will say sick weather will come up and it'll say attention, you're near a flu report. Great. How cool is that? It, yeah, I mean, that that to me means that when you're a caregiver and you're traveling with the people that you're taking care of, do you really want to go into an area where people are going to get sick? I mean, for example, this happened to us personally. We were away on a vacation, small vacation, and we had the opportunity to visit with an extended family, but then we got the message that they're all sick with the flu. And so my husband made the socially responsible decision and said, no, we're not going to go see them right now because I don't want anybody to get sick. We just got over the flu. I mean, we were out for a whole month. We hibernated. We didn't talk to anybody. We didn't go anywhere. We didn't invite anybody. There's no reason to spread good bad germs. As you noticed, I said good bad germs. They're good because they're healthy bad germs and you don't need to spread them, period. Isn't that crazy? Well, here's what I don't understand is that especially on the younger set, there's so many kids getting sick as uh, and I have a friend who's dealing with it right now with her first grader. That kid has missed more school than is is legally allowed. 
and still pass first grade. And it's all because parents are not taking the effort to teach kids proper hygiene at that young age when they're going to get even more exposure now. And you have to take the time to teach your kids to wash their hands before they touch food. You have to wash your hands right after you touch food because now you've got those germs from your mouth and whatnot floating on every surface you touch. And that's not a good thing to have. I mean, proper hygiene. And we're not talking about making it so unacceptable, what is it, uh, so germ-free that you don't have an immune system. But we're talking about preventing a problem. We're not, we don't say don't go play in the dirt. Play in the dirt. But wash your hands before you eat. Washing your hands before you put anything in your mouth is the best prevention you can have. Why do they insist that people wash their hands in hospitals? For the same reason. They don't want to pass around the germs. And yet we still have problems because people don't pay attention. Uh, we've run into a slight problem where you have that soap that or that uh, what's that gel that you put on your hands and it's supposed to supposedly disinfect your hand. And you're supposed to be able to eat with your hands if you want to. But if you don't have enough of the, a dollop of that stuff and you properly don't rub your entire hand front and back, then you have not accomplished what needs to be done in terms of prevention. So there's methodologies there that you should be talking to your kids about also. Sometimes there's a bunch of adults out there that need to be reminded of, you know, wash your hands before you sit to eat. You agree with that, Joanna? Uh, I, I, well, I agree with that 100%. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. <laughs> Just wanted to get uh, a verification here. Can I get an amen? You got an amen. <laughs> I got an amen on that one. Yeah. You got an amen on that one. And then, um, you know, there's a whole bunch. Oh, by the way, did you hear about this little review that they did? I happened to catch it on the Today program last week. Um on NBC, they were discussing the Zika virus and how they were um, looking for prevention because the travel season has started. And so they went and compared all the different um, bug sprays. Joanne, did you know all the bug sprays out there don't last more than an hour? Wow. I sat there stunned. I thought it was more than that. It was three to four hours, but it's not. It's one hour. And it's like, okay, we need to really look at all the products out there and read labels. And then nobody has tested any of their products against the mosquito that carries the Zika virus. So you don't know for sure whether it works against that mosquito. And some of the natural-based products unless you have a really high-end, pure-grade product that has no additives and it's just pure plant-based material that really works, even that you have to keep on reapplying because your natural perspiration and stuff, and once it's absorbed, it, it only lasts for so long. You have to keep applying. But what I'm trying to say is that you got to be aware of that. Pay attention. Just spraying something once in the morning is not going to protect your kid all day long. You need to train people um, from youngsters to adults to older people. If you're going to be outside, you have to be protected with sunscreen and an insect repellent that actually works. 
and that you're not allergic to. So you got to test that. Amazing. Yeah, you don't want to get sunburned either and when you go out there. So the, the best thing that I've read about so far in my wanderings around the Internet on information is pure coconut oil is the best sunscreen. And there's a bunch of other uh, commercially made ones that have uh, good essential oils in them that work great too. I had a gal that was working here the other day, and she came in and she her whole back was red. I said, what did you do this weekend? So she had gone out with her girls. And so we put a product that I have on her back, and she turned around 10 minutes later. She goes, do you know, I missed a spot. I said, really? She said, yeah, all my entire back is feeling nice and cool except for one spot. And I was like... That's amazing that in 10 minutes we got such relief on that, that heat, that sensation of heat that you get. So essentially what we're trying to overall say here is pay attention, get the app so you get a view of what's going on around you so you know to avoid things, and um, stay safe. Pre- you know, Teach your family to stay safe and prevent things. And I know it's hard with kids. I know it's hard with stubborn adults, but do your part. Spread the good news that they can prevent stuff. Do you have anything to add to that? I think you did a pretty good job. That's going to be a short show today. we got lots of stuff happening these days here. Um, lots of things to get caught up with. And... We will let people know what we're going to do next time. I, I'm I'm a little bit of hazy in terms of the plans right now, but I think the next thing we're going to talk about is a cardiologist ex- exploring the um, regenerative stem cell. We've got that, and and I know he has a couple of topics that he says he wants to talk about. So we'll see if we can't get him to do it on our show, or if he's going to do his own show. I don't know yet. We'll find out. Okay. We're going to be meeting about that tonight, so we're going to have a brainstorming session. Oh, you're going to you're going to meet about that tonight. Well, yeah. a, a fireside chat, huh? <laughs> in the in the middle of summer, but you know, wait, as in Pittsburgh, it's going to be cool enough for a fireside. I chat know tonight. today's going to be much cooler in Pittsburgh, so yeah, it's time for a fire. My mother and my you know, Sachin and mom will be thrilled if we turn the fireplace on. He's, he's fascinated with the fireplace. So. Absolutely. Anyway, today's show is getting called. <laughs> today's show is brought to you by the Biophotonic Scanner, which we have in our office. And you are welcome to call us in, at 412-367-9104. And come and sit down and have an appointment with me. Let's review what you're, what's going on with your lifestyle. What are you doing to make sure that you can stay functioning? Because if you're down your entire world collapses around you because everybody's depending on you for something or the other. And it's not a good feeling to be dependent on others either. Um, the scan costs 20 bucks. If you buy some products from me, then we, we skip the charge on the scan because we want to make you healthier. We want to get your antioxidant levels higher to, to reduce the stress on your body and keep you functioning correctly. Terrific. Today's show has been uh, brought to you, is uh, copyrighted to uh, Sunita Pandit 
DBA, Mrs. Cardiology, all rights reserved. You'll be able to find show notes later on this week at mrscardiology.com. Copyrights, Anita Pandit, uh, 2013 to 2016. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.